Well, hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. And I'm sure most of you are subscribers to the site, and I hope most of you at least clicked on my article this week. Um, But I want to kind of paraphrase what I wrote about and researched and all that in this podcast. And then I assume tomorrow, um, kind of ignore the Steelers, talk about the Super Bowl, you know, break that down. So what I wrote about, I'm just going to, I'm not going to read the article to you verbatim, but there's a lot of stats in it. My apologies. Some of you love it. Some of you get overwhelmed by the stats, but the crux of it is you can read this article two ways that, boy, Matt Canada doesn't know what he's doing. This offense has no explosiveness. They got problems. Or you can look at it, boy, they put a foundation in place and did a lot of the hard work, a lot of the ditch digging, pouring foundation, wiring for the house. And now if they can dress it up with some paint and beautiful new shutters and you know that type of thing, they may really have something here on offense. And remember, they're not losing anyone. I mean, Zach Gentry is like the only guy that they potentially could lose from this offense, and they're going to add somebody or several somebodies, maybe their first, second, and third pick and a free agent. Who knows? So their personnel will be better next year than it is right this minute. So I've harped upon over the the second half of the year in particular how amazing the Steelers have been on third downs. So they converted for the season just under 45%, 44.9% of their third downs. Only six offenses in the whole league for the whole year, remember how bad they were at the beginning of the season, were better than the Steelers over 17 games. And I found it interesting, converting third downs is hard to do. I mean, that's the crux of all this. Getting to third downs is problematic. It's hard to do. The Steelers were really good at it. But the six teams that were better than the Steelers were very intriguing to me in that two of them are playing this upcoming Sunday. Another two of them were defeated last Sunday. And the last two are Dallas and Buffalo. So the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, I think everyone on the planet would tell you they're the six best teams in the league. <laughs> you know, And collectively, they were 88 and 22 this year. So... The teams converting third downs are the elite football teams. I mean, so I think there's something to be said for that. And really, and I'm going to do this a lot because I think it's justified in this this situation. When you look post-buy, they're by week nine, the Steelers converted 70 out of 129 third downs attempts. That was over 54%. You know, for the season, they were at 45%. That's a massive jump. So to put that in perspective, the Bills had the best third down conversion rate for the season, start to finish, at 50.7. If you're converting 50% of your third downs, you're at the top of the league. Steelers were at 54.2 after the uh, after the bye, which is a nine-game stretch. It's not three games. Now, that's not sustainable. <laughs> It's wonderful. Let's talk about the positives. So that is terrific. You know, converting third downs is very difficult. Pickett showed that he has a propensity. Maybe it's just a small sample size. Well, it is a small sample size, but he did it a lot of converting third and longs. I mean, boy, they're another third and 12. Wow. Kenny found Frymer. You know, I mean, there's a lot of those type of things that he did during the second half of the season. 
I absolutely think they have the weapons to keep converting on third down. The pass catchers, no question. And they'll probably add somebody in that capacity. For short yardage stuff, you could do a lot worse than Najee Harris. Plus, I think Pickett, this isn't a knock on Ben, but having the quarterback sneak back in your your club, you know, having that club back in your golf bag is huge. You know, it's fourth and one, it's third and half a yard, and Pickett gets it by diving into the A-gap. You know, I mean, that's absolutely phenomenal. As well as his improbability, um, boy, the play broke down, it's third and eight, scrambles, a designed run. So quarterback runs are huge to me as well on third downs. Also, I'm not sure if I've told you this or not, but you guys know I'm a big football outsiders fan and they have this metric that they call power ranks for it's not your to different it's not your typical nfl.com power ranks it's an o-line only stat for power situations and what they call power situations are percentage of runs on third and fourth downs not passes two yards or less to go that achieved a first down or a touchdown so basically you bullied the opponent on third and fourth and short in a run game, moved them off the ball, picked up a short first down. Steelers O-line, first. Best in the whole league in power situations. I'm not saying they're the best offensive line in the league, but in that situation, they were number one. So it's not like, boy, this team you know, doesn't have players or shouldn't be able to keep this going on. Still, they're not going to convert third downs at a 4% clip better than every other offense in the league. This is going to get worse. It's not going to get better. So this brings me to kind of the next point, but the Steelers snapped the ball on a third down 13.9 times per game last year. So basically 14 of their offensive snaps every game were on third down. And that doesn't even count the fourth down stuff. Only the Chargers, Bucks, and Jets were higher in that. That's not really company you want to keep. I mean, Chargers fired their offensive coordinator. Bucks fired their offensive coordinator. Jets fired their offensive coordinator. All those teams, Brady, Herbert, there's Evans, Godwin, Garrett Wilson, et cetera, et cetera, have a lot of talent, but they were all sort of broken this year. I mean, the Bucks are going to come up again. So this is going to nerd out a little bit in that just under 31% of the Steelers' first downs were gained on third down. Only the Bears, who might have had the, the worst offense in the league, and the Chargers, who also fired their offensive coordinator, had a higher percentage of their first downs come on third down. Now, that makes it seem, and this has been a criticism of mine, big time of Matt Canada and the offense as a whole was it often seemed to me that the whole goal of the offense was let's get the third and short, you know, and that's a hard way to live in this league. Now, Tomlin has something to do with this. And I often praise Tomlin for what I think is probably his greatest strength is painting the bar in red when you have red paint. Like this is my team. This is the only way I can win. I want the ball on offense. I want it eat a lot of clock. I have to protect my defense and not have them out there too much. So yes, this seems ridiculously conservative. And frankly, it kind of was. But 
having long drives, snapping the ball a lot on third down for the 2022 Steelers, second half Steelers in, in particular, is the best way for us to win football games. I'm the head coach. I'm going to tell the offensive coordinator that's the way we're going to do it. And we're going to win football games. And they did. And there's a reason he hasn't had a losing season. So the Steelers also averaged 6.5 yards to go on third downs. Like that sounds like a ton. Like if you're going to snap the ball 14 times on third down, and on average it's 6.5 yards to go, third and 6.5, that sounds crazy. I mean, wow. I mean, that's a, they're still converting 54% of their, their pass, their, their, their third downs. Wow. That's unbelievable. But only seven offenses had easier third downs to go. 6.5 yards is actually a low number. So in a way, getting the third and manageable is exactly what they did. You know, often there was a lot of third ones in there. I mean, one or two third and 12s, third and 15s that you don't convert. Kills, you know, it really screws you up. So anyone who watched the team saw how they were playing offense and it was frustrating. And I'm not defending it. But it also worked. And again, you can pour the foundation in that your quarterback's converting a lot on third downs. You know, so was Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and Dak and some of the best ones in the league, as we mentioned. And but I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back and spin it a different direction, though, too. So now we're back. The, the foundation has been poured. They, they found a formula. They found an identity. We're going to run the ball. We're going to eat clock. We're going to be physical. We're going to play with multiple tight ends more. Not as much 11 personnel as we've had the last couple of years where the Steelers have led the league with three receivers on the field. And that's great. Again, I think it's somewhat unsustainable, though. You're not going to convert 50 to 54% of your third downs. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it's not how the league works. You're not going to have 10 plus play drive after 10 plus play drive, you know, no matter how good you are. So in the end, the foundation has been poured, but what needs to happen, in my opinion, is they have to create more explosive plays for sure. And, And I have some alarming numbers with their explosive plays. And they also have to start getting first downs on first and second down. That's just what this league is now. You know, it's almost Canadian football. Like, you know, you got to start churning out, getting getting to the sticks early in the down and distance situation so that you can overcome a holding penalty or a botched fumble or something, you know, whatever. So I've been saying, and you're going to get sick of me saying this, the number one goal of this offense, this offseason, is how do we create more explosives? And most people, myself included, just define explosives as runs of 10 or more yards, passes of 20 or more yards. The Steelers had 53 runs that qualify, 44 passes. So they had 97 explosive plays overall. That was 16th in explosive rushes, 24th in explosive pass plays. And only 10 offenses had fewer total explosives overall, though. So there were some teams that were heavy one or the other. So 
they weren't horrible in that regard. They weren't great, but it wasn't as bad as I initially thought when I did this research. But then I'm like, that doesn't really pass the sniff test. Let's bump this up a lot because I can picture Warren, Najee, Pickett with a lot of 11-yard runs to qualify, 12-yard runs. I don't remember many 18s, 22s, let alone 70s, 80s. And I don't remember a whole lot of long, consistent pass plays either. You know, so let's let's expand this, Matt. You know, let, let's see not just to make the point, but if we say runs of 20 or more yards and passes of 40 or more yards, whoa, it's ugly. Steelers only had eight runs all year of 20 or more yards. Three receptions of 40 or more yards. So only seven offenses were worse with these extra long runs, and Steelers were dead last in 40 or more pass plays, as you would imagine. They only had three. So 11 total was also the lowest in the league. And then I factored in, I'm like, well, what if they didn't play as many snaps as other teams or whatever? So I just ran their percentage of these extra long plays versus number of snaps they totally played on offense. And only Tampa Bay was worse than the Steelers. Now, is I think it's very much a Matt Canada problem, but whatever. Um, is Pickett not a good downfield passer? I'm like, ah, let's look into the numbers with that. He completed little over 38% of his passes 20 or more yards downfield. 47 passes of 20 or more yards downfield. Um, most of those were go routes. I don't have the numbers or percentage on that, but way too many of them were go routes. But his completion percentage was 18th. I mean, I filtered it with any quarterback that threw 25 or more passes 20 yards downfield. And he qualified because he had 47 of them. And he was 18th, middle of the pack. You'll take that for a rookie. I mean, so, no, I don't think he's a deep, a bad deep passer. I mean, he was, coincidentally, he was just behind Mitch Trubisky, actually. Mitch was just slightly better. Just ahead of Jalen Hurts, who I think has become one of the best deep passers in the league, actually, this year. So, I found all that very interesting. Um, again, you can look at it two ways. Like, boy, they did some of the hard stuff. And they were extremely young on offense. And... It should only get better, personnel-wise. Matt Canada got better in the second half of the season. You know, he's easy to pick on, and I'm going to pick on him. But he got better in the second half of the season. People are allowed to improve. But, boy, they were really good on third down, third and longs, third and shorts. The O-line was moving people in tough situations when everyone knew a run was coming. But, boy, these explosives aren't there. So, again, you painted the bar in red. Now it's time to buy some green paint and do the shutters and the trim and, you know, make this thing a beautiful house, a beautiful barn, which I'm not saying they're going to be with the Bills and Chiefs and Bengals next year in terms of offensive, you know, offenses as a whole, but you can see how you can get there. You, you see what needs fixed. I mean, I'm just trying to be a doctor here and diagnose the problems and a lot of it's good, really good. A lot of it's bad, really bad. So that's where we're at. Over and out.